for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Bum, 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 bum. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, July 31st, 2012. This is episode 46 of Attack of the Androids. My name is Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, we got a Joey Kelly. What's up, Joey? Good evening, Matt. Things are good up here in Maine. How are things out there in Montana? Fantastic. We got Shane Brady. What's up, man? Not too much. Just trying to stay cool. Cool, cool. Shane is the newest addition to the crew now, considered part of the cast. We lose one, we gain another one. And via Skype, all the way from Myanmar, wherever that is, Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, man? Hey, Matt. You know, one of these days, I'm going to forget to mute my mic, and you guys are going to hear me singing along to our little opening thing. I look forward to the day. Me so, too. Seth may be joining us uh, a little later, and uh, as far as everyone's concerned, I guess Jeremy is going to move from cast to contributor, since he can't really make uh, the shows anymore, or whatever, so that's that. It's us, and we're doing it. We're doing it live. Contributor? You mean contributor? <laughs> no, I mean contributor. It's when you play Contra with... Never mind. You wouldn't Matt's get it. Matt's too used to saying contraband. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> you would never understand. So Allegedly. 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 But yeah, make sure we got a chat room. We got a subreddit. You can submit stories. Help us write the show. Tell us what you want to hear us talk about. And did Hangouts just crash? Did Hangouts just crash? That would be awesome. Well, at least Eric's still with me because we're on Skype. Oh, there's everybody else. Hey, guys. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. That's hey, Joey a, and I were just fine. That's got to be some nice sort of. See you again. That's got to be some sort of record for Hangouts crashing. What is that? Two minutes into the show? Fantastic. Not even that. I think there was like a minute. This is this is this is going to set the stage for uh, what you can expect on this week's episode number forty-six. Like I said. Uh, yeah, subscribe on iTunes, follow the Twitter, Facebook page. Been writing a lot on Google Plus lately. Uh, that's that's that. We got a phone of the moment. Uh, Eric, you wanna you wanna take over for Seth right now? Absolutely. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet though, because everybody has heard us talk about the Galaxy Nexus probably way too much. Got since, one like, right November. here. Love it. Best phone ever, I think. And and Matt, I don't I don't want to open up any old wounds because I know that you you bought this at launch and it cost. A lot of money. Three hundred. But now, three hundred dollars. Yeah, but now it's free. I know. Of course it is. But <laughs> that, I mean, it's been out for eight months. Three hundred dollars. So would I have waited eight months just continuously rocking the 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 Droid X, <laughs> or was it worth three hundred dollars? Honestly, money. Whatever. I don't. I don't even care about money anymore at this point. Not even an object. Not. That's well, right. I've I've learned in my old age, my 31 years on this planet, that material possessions and women, they both bring nothing but trouble and heartache. So, 
I say that coming from, you know, having all of this podcasting equipment here, but it serves a purpose. Unlike it does. All right. So free Galaxy Nexus. Never chase buses or women. You always get left behind. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's good. Thanks, Merle Haggard. Words to live by over here. (laughs) So we should mention that if you. That was was Marlboro Man from uh, Holly Davidson, the Marlboro Man. But anyway. We should mention that if you do get one of these free GNXI, it is going to cost you a two year contract, which. You're not going to get unlimited data. You're not going to get any of those great things that some of us have still managed to cling on to, cling on. But it is a great device. You know, it, this one is on Verizon, Eric, through, through Best Buy. Uh, I think I think they said it's for yeah. This one's for Verizon that they're doing. This okay, one. so you're maybe not. I, I would say until I rooted and rommed my GeneX. It wasn't a true Nexus device because of the way Verizon likes to conduct business, which we will get into here in a moment. Some more of their, shall we say, shady business practices. But you're going to get updates eventually, I guess. I don't know. I couldn't wait anymore. After, And I actually, uh, over the weekend, I went through and watched some of the Google I.O. keynote stuff just to see like what I missed and to, to see the skydive thing because I never actually got to watch it. And while I was watching it, I, just hearing them talk about Jelly Bean and Butter and the framework updates and all that stuff, I was just so glad that I had Jelly Bean on my device that, I mean, ICS was great compared to, what, Froyo Gingerbread, you know, it it was, but JB is just so much better, I feel like, and to have a Nexus device and not to get those updates, that is the most frustrating thing ever, like, why are you, uh, so, well, if you're going to get one, definitely, I, I wrote in a Google Plus post about, uh, there's a new CM10 unofficial that's out, uh, and I was kind of curious if anyone had a chance to try that yet because I'm still on the Team Vicious uh, AOSP Jelly Bean 4.11, and it's, man, it's great, but I do, I got CM7 on my Droid X, and I do miss the added functionality of the, the extra settings and, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, you take you take what you get. Well, Matt, I will say, especially because Seth's not here to defend his position, um, we got in a little back and forth on Twitter about, you know, should you go with the GNX or should you go with the Samsung Galaxy S3? And and I will say that if you are a person that gets really, really irritated when you can't have the latest version of Android, this is the time to buy a phone if you if you are ready to upgrade your contract and this is the phone to get because this phone is going to be good for years are I mean, you people saying on the, the Nexus G- One are getting Jelly Bean right now? Aren't are you they? are you saying the G Nex or the S three? Because I personally, if I don't know, I didn't like the S three. I haven't played with one yet, but just from looking at it and from reading about it, I, I'm not a fan of these overlays at all. And I get you can crack it and and do everything, but it just I don't know. It seems like such a pain. What, what do you think, Shane? Um, I have to agree with uh, Eric. I'm a Nexus fan. Um, I did at one point buy the Galaxy S2 with the TouchWiz overlay, and it was okay. But once I saw ICS on the Galaxy Nexus, I went out and bought that. And then I saw how um, the S2 finally got its ice cream sandwich update, and they're still they look nothing alike. 
and it's just the touch whiz in ice cream sandwich takes um it just ruins a lot of the ice cream sandwich functionality right and jelly yeah that's and it just looks it just it doesn't look very good um so you know i happened to actually go to walmart today and i uh compared the the g nexus to the s3 in terms of size they're about the same size um so it's not like it's that bigger phone is it curved Uh, like the other like like the the g nexus because I don't know personally. Ever since I've had this, going back to anything that's not curved, and it's not even that much, but like we said in previous episodes, it's just enough to where you put it in your pocket this way, it conforms to your leg perfectly. And it like even having the Droid X in my pocket, like having it feels like a brick now. And I so I don't know. The next phone I get has to be curved like this, otherwise I don't want to carry it around. I actually couldn't tell because Walmart had it like um, uh, locked down. down. And then, yeah, yeah, and not even turn it, does it on. Have a so you can curve. turn it on. I'm and looking play at it right now. It does, Eric. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good design, definitely. I was playing over the weekend. I had a friend that had a, uh, I think it was a S2, maybe, and they were trying to do something, and it was something that I've seen, you know, Android devices do, and I could not get it to do it and it turns out that samsung just doesn't have that capability i I can't even for the life of me remember what it was but it wasn't in there and i'm like it's right here in mine like what what did they They, do (laughs) they screwed with the lock screen control that's so annoying um they have this stupid it's like it's two steps to get to your your overlay i didn't like the way the lock screen worked on it um and it still sucks an ice cream sandwich on the galaxy s2 it's a good phone, but I don't know. The Galaxy Nexus is the, the pure Google experience for Jelly Bean and ICS is so much better than the overlays. I, I ne- would never want to go off a Nexus device again. Now, speaking of, uh, at the bottom of this article on the Examiner about the free uh, GNX, they mentioned the Galaxy Nexus 2. What do you guys, has anyone really heard much about this uh, new device? Oh, the Note 2. No, this is the Galaxy Nexus 2. This says Samsung and Google have reportedly partnered up once again to create a successor to the widely popular Samsung Galaxy Nexus. However, this device will debut running Android 4.1 Jelly Bean. Uh, certain variants of the oh, wow. GNX have already been upgraded to Android 4.1, unless you're on Verizon. Sprint customers who own the smartphone are still waiting for the update also. Uh, Samsung issued a minor software update last week to bring the carrier's version up to speed. But they don't really have any info on the GNX2. It's just well, like well, they used uh, it for link bait. Nice. Well, I think we can assume that there's going to be another Nexus phone this year. Right? And they and did prob- partner with Samsung. They said Samsung was going to make the next one. Yeah, and they the Motorola acquisition happened too recent for them to like build a new phone. I think. Well, and I always uh, thought, weren't they giving each each manufacturer a whack at the? I mean, we had HTC, and then we had Samsung. Who was the the it, first one? We uh, had HTC, HTC. So it's only been HTC and Samsung. They've each made two, right? Well, Motor. Well, so if you look at the tablets, Motorola made the Zoom, which was the. Google Experience tablet at the time. But I'm talking then, like Nexus phones, like the Nexus One, then there was the Nexus S, 
and now the Galaxy Nexus, and then well, the the next one. Think that, about what you're reading, though. The Galaxy is, it's Nexus. It's saying the 2. Galaxy Nexus Two. Galaxy being a Samsung brand, oh, so it so wouldn't is, be anybody else making the Galaxy Nexus Two. Okay, so maybe not the true Nexus device, but just a new version of this phone. Uh, of can they think, do that I don't though? Think can be two Nexus phones though? I was gonna maybe, say, yeah. can they use the name if it's not a a Google Nexus device, calling it a Galaxy Nexus Two? No, because I don't think so. Because the Nexus is a Google brand, the Galaxy is a Samsung brand. Which is funny so because also they would have to partner up. The Galaxy Nexus on Verizon, no Google branding on the back whatsoever. Which is oh yeah, mine has. But that's not Google. to say that they're. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Shane. Oh, I was, just, I was just noticing my Galaxy Nexus, but I have the international version, so... And does yours say Google on it? It says Google on it. Which makes me believe that the Verizon version, again, is not a true Nexus device until you unlock it yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. Which I recommend doing, once again. <laughs> Love XDA developer forums, man. Those guys have made my last three devices just brand new and amazing and have brought new life into them, so... Mad props to these guys. The only one I've never been able to do an upgrade on or never got around to was that Galaxy S2. Because not only did Sam, um, Samsung made a special model for T-Mobile that not enough people bought, so they didn't, there wasn't enough, uh, they used a different processor, so there was never a Cyanogen mod for it. Interesting. It's kind of a pain, yeah, huh? that sucks. Yeah, not, not quickly. So like the Galaxy Nexus, we had the Jelly Bean update like the day after, um, the day after I.O., I had the Jelly Bean on it. Yeah, and so. granted, I mean, the day of I.O., we saw the first versions of the Team Vicious Jelly Bean ROM, which was not compiled from source, but from the leaked version from the developer forum. Version 1, 2, 3, and then they had 4 and 5. I, I started on version 3 and then jumped to version 1, which... I'll just say this now because there is a lot of confusion on there. If you look at my Google Plus post and you use that forum thread on XDA, version 1 is now the 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 version compiled from source. It's not the original version 1. It's really confusing because they can't edit the original for, or something. So if you're on there looking, version 1 is the one you want. Versions 2 through 5 are from the old ROM, so they're not compiled from source. So if you do... Go version one. And I'll tell you a hint. That version, when you first load it, does not come with the Jelly Bean bootloader. So you will notice that your device may, and this didn't happen to everybody, but a lot of us experienced uh, five-minute-plus boot times. I flashed the new Jelly Bean bootloader under 50 seconds. It boots up now. So if you're experiencing longer boot times, flash that Jelly Bean bootloader, and you'll be good to go. You know, Matt, this 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 sort of goes right into um, what was going to be my app pick last week, um, the the Goo Manager beta app. Right. You want to talk about that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Let's let's get into that. I think did Joey, you did mention that, didn't you? Uh, last On episode, of Eric. Yes, I did bring that up last week. Okay. And we did little talk about it, but we didn't really have anybody that had actually used it. So, Eric, please bring us up to speed. Yeah. So, and thank you, Joey, for being my proxy. That was very nice of you. Well, now, you know, I'm always me... here to serve her. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> okay, so um, the so the problem that Matt's talking about of like, okay, well, don't get this version, get that version, the numbering's off, blah, blah, blah. Um, this can basically take care of that entire problem. 
All um, right. Hey, hold on, Eric. If you hold on real quick. Yep, Seth, on. what's going on, man? Welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, glad to have you. We're just uh, talking about, uh, I don't know. You have feedback. Go ahead, Eric. Okay. Welcome, Mr. Herringer. Um, so the Goo Manager app, uh, it's, a, it's the app front end to the website goo.im which is a file hosting site that a lot of ROM developers use to put their files on. Um, so what the app does is if you install a ROM that is hosted on their site and, you, and then you uh, in turn install this app on your device, you can check. There's a little button you can hit that checks to see if there's any updates to the ROM, if there's any updates to the Google Apps package you're using. And if there is, it lets you download it directly onto the device without having to you know, search through forums or anything like that. Well, that's cool. And, uh, yeah. That's how I've been keeping up to date with my, uh, with my Jelly Bean ROM on my Prime. Um, rather than going to XDA every day, I just wake up in the morning, check for updates, and if it's there, I, I flash the latest version of the Nightly. On the Transformer Prime? Yes, sir. You, I have not tried Jelly Bean yet on the Transformer Prime. I was waiting for wonderful. Asus to push something out OTA before I go and, and unlock it and do all that stuff. I was hoping that we would see something soon because of the, the Nexus 7. You know, it's it's same processor, almost same everything. So what, what's up, Asus? Where, where's our Jelly Bean? Uh, they said they're going to be soon. quickly with that. Yeah, and that's why I've been waiting for. Because I know as soon as I do that, they're going to come out with it, and I'd like to keep one of these devices, you know, a, a stock experience, just so I can, you know, t- uh, discuss it better. Well, you know, what's interesting is that um, normally, like what I've experienced with phones is that Cyanogen, um, Cyanogen team is at the forefront, um, having everything working very quickly. Uh, in the terms of the Prime, it was actually a different group of folks. Uh, it's Team EOS. EOS. Um, they're the ones who they've been putting out releases side by side with Cyanogen Mod, and theirs have actually been more feature complete. Um, that's what I'm running now, and it runs it runs perfect, and it's a nightly build, so I'm not noticing any of the bugs that are probably inherent. Very cool. And now uh, let's let's jump straight over to the Nexus Q. Uh, we had an article on The Verge. This is uh, Dante D'Orazio writing about them uh, d- delaying more, but you getting a free one, Eric? I am. I woke up this morning to the email, which I thought was an email back from customer service, um, which, by the way, Google, your customer service sucks. And, hey, don't I mean, knock don't knock customer service dot py. <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. be nice. You be nice to those scripts. No, dude, they they just put it in an endless loop. I think because you email them asking for like an update on an order, and it literally takes them like a week and a half to respond back. Well, what do you expect from an advertising ridiculous. company? I mean, you know. <laughs> well. I mean, just... I know, I know. Figure it out. You'd think they could just easily create a whole bunch of jobs just by having a a wicked cool call center, a googly call center, you know, something. They they could just give back a little bit and up their customer service game because Google Fiber, once that launches, once they get even more into being, uh, what is it, not an end sale, but when, when they're selling devices to their customers without the middleman, 
the more they do that, the more they're really going to need, you know, some sort of customer service that isn't a pie script. I have, I, uh, I know I mean, somebody who had I a good experience with the systems, Nexus 7 so I know they can do better. Service. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. What, what Shane? Um, I, I know somebody, uh, he's a, does a computer tech show in Rochester, New York, uh, where he blew out the speaker on his Nexus 7, and within two days, Google sent out a 16-gig version of the Nexus 7 back without his, his uh, broken model first, and they just wanted him to send the broken model back in within three weeks. Um, That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I, I think they're very inconsistent, and I'm hoping that they get a lot better. They're working on it. They're still new to this. Now, what were you going to say, Eric? No, nothing. I, I, want the, I want the customer service rep that Shane's friend had. <laughs> sweet I, Jesus. I, I, I am, well, that's, I looked at, that's what I saw. I saw the email. I'm like, okay, well, maybe they're going to tell me where my freaking Nexus Q is that I ordered over a month ago. But no, they said, you know what, man? You still have to... Uh, pay for you know the the nexus 7 but the q it's yours for free because you're i don't know a sucker who pre-ordered it <laughs> you well, know eric i think i think that uh it's sort of known and and google seems to keep living up to this bad customer service rap they have what uh, started it it was the very first nexus that they tried oh, yeah. to sell right that was the right. whole I think, be- I think it started with our adwords customer service <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a good point Probably, and, and I mean, I know, like on the Verge, Chris Ziegler had a terrible experience with the Nexus Seven. He was like ranting about it for a long time, and it sounds like you had a bad experience. And they're just known for their terrible customer service, you know, because they just have email addresses that no one replies back to, and even if you call them, they're like based on helpful. And it sounds like that they're pretty terrible at it. Well, I waited on the phone for literally an hour, right, and nobody answered. It it just seems like if you're if you're going to if you're going to sell products, actual products, that you should probably ramp up your call center or do like a, a chat support or something like that, something a little bit more intelligent. But, yeah. you know, Especially whatever. When they're trying I'm, to I'm happy with I'm Apple. getting a free queue. So I'm just, who, whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't care. But I was saying, especially when they're trying to compete with Apple, who is, you know, at the very forefront of top-notch customer service. Or certainly, I mean, whatever your positions are, that's certainly the reputation they have. And every time it's ranked, they always win like these awards and that. So, uh, I mean, if but have you been seeing the new Mac commercials? Is that what the customer <laughs> service is like? That would creep me out. But but if you talk to any of your friends, have you ever met someone who's not happy with Apple's customer service? I don't think I've ever met anyone. I mean, people are sort of. They have to say that they are happy with it because if they don't, they're going to feel stupid for spending so much money. I mean, where does that extra money go? The shiny Apple logo and customer service. I mean, there might be some truth to that. And I guess I have people complain about the broken glass on the back of their iPhone 4 stuff. They won't get replaced for free. They make return. People are upset about that broken glass on the back of their iPhone. But, I mean, other than that stuff, I feel like people are pretty in general happy with their customer service. They're definitely better at than Google, even if there are problems. Yeah. So. Very cool. So the more I watched that, uh, the I.O. keynotes and stuff, uh, when they were talking about the Nexus Q, it actually made me want one. Even though I don't do home stereo, I don't do any of that stuff, it just looked like something I want sitting here. Uh, not for $300. I would drop $200 on two Ouyas. Before I spent 300 on one Nexus Q. But the more I watched those keynotes, the more it made me wish I was there just for all the free stuff they got. Because, man, they got some cool stuff, you know? 
Well, I'm you know interested to see what they're going to me? add to the Nexus Oh, go ahead, Shane. Well, obviously, the reason they delayed the Nexus Q is because they're going to add more stuff to it based on all the negative feedback. That's they what they're got. saying, yeah. yeah. So I'm really interested in seeing what that's going to be because I always thought the Nexus Q was – they never meant it to be a big seller like the Nexus 7. It was more like uh, just working out the I, – Just, like just something experiment. else, right? It was just something else that they have. I mean, they started with, what, Project Tungsten? And then they they had to – I think a lot of it was that they've had a bad rut of announcing things that never come to fruition. And this almost seemed like it was going to be one of those, you know? And so maybe they felt like they had to. I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, and they also wanted people to hack the hell out of it. So I, I just think they were trying to get something out there to get explicit feedback as to what people would want in a Android – you know, home stereo equipment, something other than a t- Google TV. And then incorporate it themselves for the rest of the users who aren't developers? Because it seems like if not, everyone who wanted uh, whatever extra functionality, they would just do it themselves. Well, maybe get, maybe seed those ideas to a partner like Samsung. Right, or, right. Or Sony, who does... Uh, do you think we're going to see like how Microsoft and the Surface, how they were like, this is what we think you guys should do until the SEC filings, and then they're like, yeah, we kind of pissed everybody off. But do you think they're going to do something like that? Like, here's our version of it. Now let's see what you guys uh, can do to the manufacturers. Like, we'll see a, a Samsung Q or a Motorola Q, or what do you think? Well, it's the, the Nexus model, right? You make one sure. reference phone for developers and to influence the overall direction. And it's it's worked. I mean, I think it's worked on the phone. I think now the Nexus 7 is going to work on the tablet. And uh, I don't know. The Nexus Q looks cool, but I can't find a single use for it. Um, well, think about this, though, guys. Um, one of the big things that people say when they – when if they're thinking about switching from Apple to Android – they, they don't want to give up the fact that they have all these accessories for their Apple device that they can just, you know, pop their their uh, iPhone onto a dock and then it plays music. Android sucks at that. Like there's no – because it's because it's multiple manufacturers, there's no like one dock, one pin uh, solution yet. Um, but with Apple changing uh, – aren't they – I think they're changing the connector starting with the iPhone right. 5. But there will be an adapter. To... Don't, don't forget about the adapter. <laughs> well, they're, they're either going to have to so buy stupid. new stuff or buy a whole bunch of these adapters. Yep. Is the time right now is, – is the time ripe right now for Google to come out with some sort of wireless dockless solution that lets people do that music streaming that way? Is well, this good, is that what good this point, is? Good point because that's what the Nexus Q does, right? It 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 does. Yeah, exactly. It currently though it only does it from stuff from the cloud and Google Music. But if you're using it like I think Matt said he uses it, which is uploading all of his music into Google Music, then I mean, why do you need it to be a doc? Uh, no, I think you got. I think it's a good. I think it's a good uh, good point there. Uh, and docs do seem really out of date, right? I mean, it finally took to a year ago for Apple to finally stop needing you to connect to your computer to back up and to, and to, uh, to register. It depends the what the dock is for. For that kind of stuff, yeah, that's totally pointless. But, like, when I got the Droid X, I bought the car dock and the alarm clock dock mm-hmm. just because I use it as my alarm clock and I drive for a living, so it's in my car all the time. 
Uh, the Galaxy Nexus, not so much. They had a car dock that was bunk. It wasn't the real one, the one that you can plug into the dock, not the phone itself. And I didn't see any media alarm clock docks. Now, there was an article that came out that on, I think it was Android Community, about a bunch of right here. Uh, leaked accessories for the Nexus. Is that, did I understand that right? For yeah. the Nexus 7? Oh, was it the 7? I thought it was for... Here, let me, let me find it. What, what dock is that you have, Shane? Uh, that's the Samsung desk, desktop dock for the, for the uh, Galaxy Nexus. Oh, wow. And I, I have a phone, a car one, too. But does it... Oh, because they did for the GSM model. We couldn't get them for the, the Verizon one, though. I mean, we right. could, but it wasn't the real dock that you plug in t- the audio and the charging to the dock itself, like the Droid X dock did. Right. The, Gal- the Verizon one doesn't use the pogo pins. Right. And that just, like, really? Why? Okay, yeah, this is official Nexus 7 dock and accessories leaked, which they look pretty awesome. Yeah, but we know we're getting those because, again, this has got the pogo pins. Does the 7 have the pogo pins also? Yep. Because the Transformer Prime doesn't, I noticed. But... Yep. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Oh, yeah. Cool. The Galaxy, uh, now, yeah, the Galaxy S3 has those, too, of some sort. And it says these uh, these will be about 50 bucks, uh, available August 24th from Asus. So, pretty cool. Uh, probably going to go out and buy three or four of them just for anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> this may be a weird, given what I just said about the Nexus Q... Um, being the whole wireless thing, this may be a stupid, you know, stupid thing to say. But is it weird to you guys that it only has a three and a half millimeter uh, line out um, versus having anything that can actually integrate with the Q? Isn't that what the back of the Q was for, though? Yeah, but there's no. I don't think it has a three and a half millimeter line in. Doesn't or whatever. The, oh, there's no headphone like, jack is, on it at all. It's just know. those banana clips. We'll, we'll we'll get more into it once you actually get yours and then send yeah. it to me. So, it'll be yeah, good. exactly. That's <laughs> happening. All right, moving on. Let's talk about piracy on Android and this ridiculousness. Uh, looks like Geek dot com had had an interview here with Madfinger Games. Uh, they make what Dead Trigger is the latest one I think that I've played. They made Shadow Gun. Uh, yeah, Dead Trigger, Shadow Gun. And so these games, I, I bought, and, and I'll, I'll buy games. I will not buy upgrades inside of the games. I will not buy better weapons. I will not buy more med kits. I just refuse. That, that's a dumb way. I mean, it's smart when you think about it to get people to, like, blow all their money. But as, as a, a casual gamer like I am on this thing, I can't... S- I'll buy the game. I'm not buying crap for the game inside the game. And so what was the price? It was a dollar uh, first. Dead Trigger was a dollar. Or Shadow Gun. And then they're saying that they dropped it to free because of piracy? Is that... Really? I just don't buy it. I call bullpucky. Me too. All right. I, I call it the adult version, but yes. You know, I mean, this is bullshit, you know. I do. Anyway, uh, if you're, if if you get 100,000 people that download something and pay for it, and then you get another 10,000 that don't pay for it, 
you still got 10,000 or 100,000 people that bought something. You still got $100,000. Well, it's the whole argument that the people that are pirating it, maybe they weren't even going to buy it in the first place. And I really wish people would stop it with this hypothetical sales. There's no such thing as hypothetical sales. You either sold it or you didn't. They're, well, what they're what they're saying is that they have a sales projection, right? And, gonna, and what they're saying is that well, the sales didn't meet the sales projection. Okay, well, the sales projection projection may not have been met for any number of reasons. We just had a relatively large worldwide financial collapse. Uh, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it's the fact that not everybody has spending cash to kick around. Uh, maybe it's the fact that the game sucks, and even though you're paying you're spending ninety nine cents on it, no one wants to buy it. I mean, you know, there's a the gazillion reasons why it may not have met expectations. But, but piracy? I tell you something. There is one thing that they have done very well. They put the game out there. They let the thing get bought at 99 cents. They let it build up an audience. When they uh, And now that they've pulled this piracy card, they're in the news again. All of a sudden, people are hearing about this app again. But is and, that the kind of press you want? And I get, like, all press is good press, kind of, but this doesn't seem like, especially in this community, especially, like, it just doesn't seem like the right move. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it can't hurt, but it, is, does this game have the in-app purchases that you were talking about? Or does this uh, one just uh, an initial purchase? Yes, it does. It's in-app. I know it, it does. You can buy so, weapons. You can buy, yeah, like I said, med kit. I mean, you can buy all sorts of things. And that's why I don't like doing it is because you can basically buy your way through a game. Then what is the I, point of even playing? I mean, that just seems silly to me. I, well, I don't I gotta know. i got to tell you, though, that's really smart marketing on their part. Oh, absolutely. The, you know, now they're offering it for free. Now there's no barrier to entry at all. And now you can go in, and, and people will be more inclined to buy the upgrade. But does that motivate developers to make their games much more difficult so that you almost have to buy the, these level-ups? Well, i got to tell you something. Uh, one of my app picks not too long ago was the, uh, the Monster Truck... Oh, shoot. What's the title of it? Um, yeah, I remember what you're talking about. With, uh, with stunts. Mega Stunt Mayhem. Yeah. And... Um, I discovered that I can get to a point within the first level that I cannot get past. Um, I'm not saying it's a skill thing. I think it's an actual, I'm using the free truck that came with the, with the free uh, demo of the game, and I think that this particular task, it's just not capable of. So their in-app purchases are better, faster vehicles, right? Better, faster vehicles, bigger more guns. maps, etc. Right, okay. Um, and you can buy um, you can buy it all in one fell swoop, and it's like three ninety nine, I think, or something like that, five ninety nine maybe. And you get all of the trucks, all of the levels, etc. And now the game is just wide open to you. Now, what I like about that model is that I've now played that game for many, many hours. Well, maybe not many, many, but for several hours, I've played that game. I've built up uh, a. I, I like this. I'm 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 into this. You know. And it didn't cost me anything to get into it. Now that I'm into it, I'm actually considering dropping the five bucks to buy the uh, the additional trucks. And I just feel like if if you make a game and people like it, they will pay for it. They're, they'll they'll kick you a few bucks, you know, as on these platforms. It's not like we're buying sixty dollars Xbox games, you know. 
but to to sucker people into it to to make levels harder than maybe they should be or or whatever it just it seems real backhanded and I don't know. Well, I, I know what you're saying, but I gotta tell you though, I think the the pragmatic approach to that same question is that because there is no media involved, meaning there's no there's nothing you get in the mail, right? You know, it's it, it's just a digital download that people perceive that it doesn't cost anything. Sure. What, Shane? Oh, I was gonna I was just gonna say the game. Um, that's, that's a single single player game, right, Joey? Dead Trigger or, or Shadow Gun? No, the one he's talking about. Oh. Megastone Mayhem. Yes, it is. Yeah. I, so I the game I recommended last week, Home Run Derby Two, uses a lot of in-app purchases. And the one thing I don't like about it is when you have to compete against other people. Because if you want to play against other people, you have almost no choice but to upgrade. Because uh, they all have. Massive, right. So in, in game, you're you're playing against somebody who can hit the ball 500 feet, and you have to struggle to hit it 350. And it almost seems like they they could easily take care of that by saying on multiplayer the the playing field, so to speak, is completely level. There are no none of your upgrades count. Use that crap for the single player mode and cheat all but, you want or whatever. Then, Don't do it on multi. But then you're the usefulness of your purchases. Use them in single player. Why why do you are you not that good of a player that you need these cheat codes so to speak to play against everybody else? That's yeah, like I don't, starting I out with don't a, like in multiplayer games. It's like starting out with a handicap in golf, you know? It, it it I don't know. But for a little backstory here, uh they're saying no matter the platform, no matter the content, there are people out there who feel that pirating what they want is the way to go. Sometimes it's because the content is not available in the way they wish to consume it. We see this a lot with media, television, movies, stuff like that. Sometimes uh, the content is not available in their geographic region or in a time frame that they consider reasonable, which uh, when we get to my app pick uh, this week, I, I have a story about that, about you know wanting the, the latest episode of Breaking Bad and not having it where I wanted it, so I got it from where I got it from. And and the, there you Allegedly. go. Problem solved. No, I did. I took it. <laughs> uh, so this says, uh, following a brief post on Facebook explaining why the price for Dead Trigger had changed on the Play Store, Madfinger faced a huge wave of press and far more attention than they had intended. Or did they? Um, the post was just meant as a quick note to explain why the price had changed, and Madfinger found themselves... Mm-hmm as the new poster child for the software piracy levels on Android. To make matters worse, more than a couple of users took to social networks very unhappy with Madfinger for making the game they just purchased free. And I also have a problem with that. The game was a couple bucks. Like, are you really that upset? You can't, you can't get your milk at school today or what? Like, that, that seems really petty to me. Now, if I, let's say, oh, I don't know, bought a $300 Galaxy Nexus and extended my two-year contract, and then it came out for free eight months later, you know, they'd be pissed about that, sure. But a $2 game, who cares? Well, uh, here's, the, here's the thing with them, is that they, they put this post up, and basically, and I don't, I don't remember if they used these exact words, though I know other people have been using it since, which is they called Android a piracy platform. How do they? they th- that's so stupid. They basically said that that they can't make money on Android, which is why they're not going to try to make money on Android. Aww. Which, 
given this interview, when you actually read it's sort of like a like a post mortem interview on this whole situation, I think that the you know, this this the co founder here, Merrick Rabas, um, you know, he qualified his statements a little more, um, saying you know, basically saying that, yeah, on Android, people do pirate games. Um, I thought it was interesting that they said that they don't include uh, numbers from China in their in their totals, that they were actually looking at um, countries other than China and that they still saw a significant, quote, portion of ad piracy coming out of the U.S. Um, but, I mean, additionally, he it, it gives you a little insight. Like, he went on to, to say that... Um, Compared to Android users, uh, that iOS users uh, are significantly more likely to do in-app purchases, but they're also more likely to pirate in-app purchases. So there's a lot of different levels of piracy going on here, which is a, a deeper conversation than just saying that, oh, Android's a piracy platform. It's kind of BS. That's like saying your car is – I mean there's so many – there's so many stupid analogies to make with this. You know, it's people will will push forward anything they want to further their agenda regardless of of if it's grounded in reality or not, you know? It I don't know, it's stupid, I think. I, I There's a I mean, there's been an ongoing for the past week, an ongoing push to say that Android is an unsafe platform that it's a piracy platform that you're going to get viruses when you go to it um i mean this all seems i I don't know it seems like all of it coming out at once um it it's either coordinated or it's the fact that a lot of the tech journalists are just looking at everybody else's articles and saying oh i can write that up too yeah so everybody's jumping on the bandwagon clickbait i wonder I wonder if there's something in particular about this game in that it's sort of a, I don't want to say hardcore gamer game, maybe. I don't know, because it's like shooting. First-person shooters, right? Those are yeah, more... But, yeah, and I, and I mean, there's not... I, I mean, it's a different sort of audience than Angry Birds, you know what I mean? And so I'm wondering if the same audience that is interested in those sort of games is the same audience that has the technical you know, abilities to pirate these uh, Android games. If that's what's making it easier. I mean, or making the numbers somewhat skewed, right? So I would say I bet the Angry Birds pirating numbers would be way different than this particular game's pirating numbers. So would you say that that's the equivalent of me on my rooted phone having ad blockers on, and when I play Angry Birds, uh, back in the day you could just turn airplane mode on, and that would kill the ads? And now you just use ad blocker. So I'm not seeing those ads. They're not getting that revenue from me. Is that the same as piracy because it's a free game? Is that the same as, I mean, you know, where do you draw the line? Uh, well, I think Seth is, is right about the different audiences. Um, the Angry Birds audience is considered casual gaming. Um, and that's a much we consider that a different marketing segment than you know hardcore gamers. I, I don't know if it's piracy, uh, Matt. That's kind of a harsh word to use for ad blockers, considering uh, I use ad blocker on websites. Myself. Right, because if you get into um, that argument, what about do not track? You know, the, I mean, there's a whole slope that gets very slick but, very but, quickly. Right, but I also, but the the difference is also the difference is when you block ads, you're blocking things you'll never click on, right? When you pirate a game, 
it's not that it's not that there's a, a, a hypothetical sale involved, but I think you're stealing something because you're getting something uh, for, for nothing. Whereas with ads, you're never going to click on them, uh, and um, if you've been on the internet long enough, you practically are tunnel vision. You don't even see. Well, them. let me play devil's advocate then. What if you pirate a game? I wasn't going to buy it anyway, but I I pirated it. And I really like the game. So I tell five of my friends about this awesome game, and three of them buy it. Now, would they have bought it if I wouldn't have told them about it? Would I have told them about it if I never would have gotten that game in the first place? I mean, you can do hypotheticals all day, you know? Yeah, but I mean, I think if you pirate a game and keep it, I think that's stealing. If I pirate a game and keep it, I will get two of my friends to buy it at least. Is that better? And malware. No, I mean, and if malware. you steal a car but get two of your friends to buy their own cars, you still stole a car. I mean, um, uh, but, what if I stole no, my I, friend's I, I, car? Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want to moralize on it. Right? No, I know, um, I know. We we should get off this here soon. But yeah, go, go ahead, I'm not close exactly, it up, Shane. Uh, I'm not exactly an angel when it comes to pirating games, but <laughs> uh, I don't do any more. But when I was younger, I did. And I'll tell you, on Android, I have purchased more games than I have on any console besides maybe my Nintendo DS, and that was before I got my card programmer. So I've bought more games than I have on my computer because those are way more easy to pirate. Do they call Windows a piracy platform? Uh, uh, they used, actually, they, they used <laughs> Actually, yeah, okay. <laughs> Poor example. <laughs> but it's... It's because they're there, they're easy to buy, it's linked to my card, I can just hit a button and I have it, and they're not $60. And I mean, I've been so hooked on this Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, even though I've beat it on every other console I've played it on, it's just so much fun on the tablet. And that was like you two bucks. It was like two bucks, and I've, I've gotten so much joy out of it, you know? But if, I don't know, if it was $60, I don't, I don't think I would have bought it. I don't know, it's... It's, it's so I buy about one or two $60 games to the PC a year. I buy games like Civilization Five and Fallout Three, no, uh, Fallout New Vegas. Games that you're you getting know, your $60 worth out of, right? Yeah, games that I'm going to spend 100 hours in playing it, exactly. Dragon Age 3 and all the DLCs. Um, and then I buy you know a lot of those 2 and $3 games. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm older and, uh, and financially, you know, all the work it would go to involve to pirate, to pirate a three dollar game is not worth my time, um, or I've just I don't, I don't know, but um, I think it's so, and plus I should say I buy all my games through Steam, um, which I think is a great way to buy games. Um, I, I, to me, making everything digital kind of eliminated the need for piracy or the desire to pirate games. It um, definitely drops the barrier. I mean, if if it's accessible. It's because I th- I feel like that's the first rationalization is that like I can't get it so I'm just gonna get it you know I'm not gonna they're not offering it so I tried yeah so you you buy a game at 11 p.m. you download overnight and the next morning you have it and you know that's that's how it is it's not like um so I think piracy goes down if things are more accessible right but. And moving on, I mean, kind of in the same vein as this, that's where you do get bit. We've seen a lot of malware, uh, free Android apps could hijack your phone, this story on CNET. And that's where you get a lot of that, I feel like. It's not, it's from 
getting them online not from the legit stores. I mean, some of them get past Bouncer, and, and that's what this article is talking about. And they're saying the Android platform is the Wild West, and the good, the bad, and the ugly are all present in abundance. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's obviously scaremongering. You have to go out of your way to enable uh, sideloading. Right. But that's, the average user's not sideloaded. So how long until we see game developers putting out the games for free with malware in it to get their money one way or another? It's not a stretch, uh, I right? Uh, uh, I wouldn't put it past. I don't think you'll see it happen. No? I hope not. It's I not mean, a stretch. For their just sake. aggressive marketing. Remember. <laughs> right. And I know it's early, but I think um, the Android gaming market, I think we, we're going to see a change in now with the Nexus 7 out. And the um, Ouyak, once that comes out. Yeah. Game changer. Change. Hmm? I, well, I think the Nexus 7 is the game changer because uh, it's out and apparently popular. But I think you're going to see people buying games on for, ta- for the Nexus 7, and that's going to change how we think of games on Android for the next few years. Absolutely. And, uh, well, so, especially since you get a $25 credit with it. I mean, that's got to help. Yeah, there's the, yeah, Dead Trigger, yeah. Shadow Gun, and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Yeah, it, it gets your credit information. I don't know why they include Transformers <laughs> Dark. That's a good point. Transformers, that's why. I said that's a good point. <laughs> About their, it gets, your, it gets them your credit card info. Well, I mean, you have to sign up, right? Exactly. That's, everybody's... Er- iTunes is supposedly so powerful because they already have your credit card. Oh. I've never found Google Checkout to be that hard to sign up for, but I guess it's a barrier. Um, they also get next to seven. Also gives you Transformers: Dark of the Moon, which is uh, I don't know why that's like like stealing money I could have bought on something else, but it's too bad you couldn't get that within the first fifteen minutes and hit the refund button. Yeah, <laughs> as soon as I turn on refund Dark of the Moon, right, and then they. <laughs> They also gave you the Born Legacy as an Evo. As an Evo, yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. pretty really? cool. Oh, that's I think neat. so. That was yeah, it I, is. I, 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 it. I just heard that in the keynote. They gave you that. It, it's they basically gave you a little selection so that you can see what the device is capable of. Whether it be that you get a bunch of free magazine subscriptions, you get that book, you get the movie, and then twenty five bucks to spend on whatever. Uh so yeah, this one uh, is from Lookout. That uh, security firm based in Frisco, they say, in fact, as much as 5% of those free apps have spammy ads that may be parceling out your information to third parties. Uh, That number may seem small at first, but not after you consider how many hundreds of millions of times those free apps are downloaded. Uh, So to combat the problem, of course, Lookout has developed its own app that scans other apps to tell you which ones are engaging in bad behavior. And also, I notice AppBrain also does that now. They have um, a thing in their new... It was just in one of the last updates. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, It's called AppBrain Ad Detector. And it kind of does the same thing. Uh, You can load it up and it says show concerns, uh, show apps, edit settings... And if you click show concerns, it'll show you the ad networks and then it'll go through all your apps and show you which ones you should be concerned about. So, I don't know. I've always used AppBrain, so I kind of trust them more than maybe so, security firm Lookout. <laughs> I, 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 actually, I actually use Lookout. 
uh, came with one of my phones, and uh, I looked into it. It's, it. I mainly use it so if my phone gets lost, I can uh, kill it remotely. Um, right. I think I've been using Cer- Cerberus, Cerebrus, Cerberus for that, but so I never did set about, it up. Th- that concern is that just worried about? Is that adware they're worrying about, or actual malware? Uh, it says here you, you can kind of see it there. Those are all. That's kind of blurry, but those are all the concerns. Uh, Can access your contacts, 16. Non-ad push notifications, 1. 19 can access your accounts. 6 has access to your messages. 5 may cost you money. 2 can access your browsing history. And 25 may share your location. So let's uh, look at the 6 that have access to my messages. You go in there, and voila, it shows you, uh, of course, Glimpse, Google Voice, uh, PDANet, which is weird. Why is Oh, because they're uh, SMS uh, client, right? SwiftKey, Text Secure, and Translate. So uh, access to your contacts. And then it does show you ad networks, uh, how many of your apps are using which ad networks there, 20 for AdMob, Millennial Media, and so on. Uh, social SDKs, so they'll, they'll show you which ones are using open faint or facebook or uh twitter 4j or playhaven and then there's developer tools so it's maybe not so much malware focus but just kind of concern you know this is maybe what you should keep an eye on is that app supposed to be accessing your contacts not that you could do anything if it's not but you know and then when you go into it like say for google drive once you go into it it kind of gives you the breakdown of what everything's doing and and how and all that so pretty pretty handy but this one what they're doing um they say that uh let's see the the bad is less oversight talking about the good the bad the ugly the bad less oversight when it comes to advertisers the result can be apps that download themselves onto your device and send fake messages that appear to be text and pop up on your screen uh, the ugly, the possibility of malware that can steal information from your phone, like current location or banking info, and then send to its creator. Uh, Lookout calls the practice bad behavior and has identified a, uh, or has developed a set of rules for identifying these apps. Uh, compared to Android, Apple's App Store has more stringent rules limiting what free app developers can get away with and the types of allowable advertising. That might mean fewer new apps hitting the App Store, but when it comes to protecting its users, Lookout says Apple isn't willing to compromise. Really? Wasn't there, wasn't there stories coming out that yes. they, they barely have anybody even manning the team? Probably, yes. Yeah, I just don't think they have enough people to do nearly the security check that they think they could do. They should of- open up that call center and then have them split their time between answering calls and going through the store. It's a great idea, huh, Seth? Shut up, Seth. It, it couldn't hurt. <laughs> I know, right? All right, uh, let's burn through the rest of these stories here. Uh, Spotify unveils free streaming radio for Android. Any of you guys Spotify users? Yep, I haven't used it a lot, actually. Yeah, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, the Spotify radio, I mean, it's just available. I've been using it on the desktop, so now it's just available on my phone, so it's not like a big deal. Um, but Spotify, out of all the those type of services for Android, it just worked out the best. Wasn't it free before? Like, what is it new? Oh, they had a subscription, right? Ten bucks a month for Spotify. Yeah, I'm already on Spotify Premium. Um, so 
I guess I had it, but it wasn't available on the phone. Uh, okay, so it says non-subscribers outside the U.S. won't be able to use the new service, but premium users based in other countries will. Uh, the Android service provides access to Spotify's entire catalog of 16 million songs, and users can create stations based on individual artists, albums, playlists, blah, blah, blah. So, I, don't, I'm, I never, I don't know, my music taste is really picky i guess it's either punk or it's hip-hop or it's you know really good drum and bass techno like anything else i really give a crap about so i and i have such a huge music collection i've never gotten into pandora or hacker or slacker radio or spotify Ma, and none of those really i i just they seem pointless to me but yeah, I, my I, wife I uses found a lot, lot of new artists and bought a lot of new music from pandora radio and spotify so I yeah mean, what's that eric I was the same. The same thing Shane was that basically my wife uses this a lot, like especially when she's doing her painting and stuff. Um, and that's how we find out about a lot of new artists is uh, you know just through Pandora and just saying, oh, I like this. Who is that? And then um, you know that's how we discover new artists nowadays. I think it's interesting. I don't remember if I still am paying for Spotify. I think I canceled it when I moved. Um, but if if I am, maybe I'll give this a shot and. You know, see how it works if it's better than Pandora or not. Personally, count me in on the Pandora uh, uh, side of the fence. I tried Spotify. I have it, the free version anyway. I just, I don't know. The thing I loved about Pandora was the finding out new artists in the same vein, or sometimes finding other artists that are that you already know that you'd forgotten about. Um, and going after them that way. And and that's something that Pandora does extremely well. I don't think Spotify does it as well. I think Spotify does better job if you are specifically trying to look for a song or a artist. Um, but if you don't know what you're looking for, Pandora, I think, does a better job. Yeah, I, I well, I, I, I use Pandora as well. So I'll find a song I like on Pandora, search them on Spotify, and then listen to their catalog, and then go on to Google Music, Amazon, and buy the out. That that's how it works for me. Nice. All right. You are the greatest uh, um, consumer ever. <laughs> Best <Yeah>. consumer <laughs> ever. Uh, Strategy Analytics released their latest research report on smartphones with data saying that Android has lost ground to iOS when comparing quarter two 2011 with quarter two 2012. Uh, while Android is shown to have fallen 4%, this data does not count the incredible sales from the Galaxy S3 that is now available. So, uh, Bogus story. Totally bogus. Numbers. Well, well, first of all, these reports always come out. They talk about smartphone sales, but when the market share of users comes out, Android doesn't change. So it just means that iOS users are buying new iOS phones. That's all. And we can, you can, any analyst can make any set of numbers say anything they want. I mean, it's it's how it's done. So yeah, Yeah. don't. I I wouldn't call this bogus. I mean, it's just it's just not it's just not relevant. Well, it's and not, the, I mean, it's, it is data. If the Galaxy S3, it is a snapshot of quarter two of 2012. Um, because a- Apple users could say the same thing uh, if if the new iPhone doesn't come out until Q4 or at the very tail end of Q3, they're going to be saying the same thing we are right that we're saying right now when the Android numbers come out for Q3 and they're really good. And the headline, just just so you know, it says the headline is Android share drops 4% while iOS up 10%, but popular Galaxy S3 not counted yet. Yeah, I, I just I think, think they, is... call, they called it market share, and I don't think that was 
I think it's misleading, but yeah, it happens. All these all these numbers come out. Uh, let's see. Well, we were talking about the Ouya earlier. We got Final Fantasy coming to the Ouya uh, this morning, and that this was uh, today. Actually, they announced that they're partnering with Square Enix to bring Final Fantasy three. It's going to launch with the Ouya, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it'll be the first time gamers outside of Japan can play Final Fantasy three on their televisions through a console. Unless, you know, you, you do it the way we do it. But, uh, and that's not the end of it. They say we're promising to deliver Final Fantasy 3 like you've never seen it before. Upside down. down. <laughs> no, never before seen on an Android device. Sure. Uh, Hironobu Sakaguchi, third, what? His uh, third installment in the role-playing game franchise will be updated to exploit Ouya's high-def resolution and glorious graphic detail. Um, for those of you new to Final Fantasy, they'll have a free demo. And while we're on the Ouya thing, eight days to go, $5.9 million. You know, here's my question with, when it comes to this Final Fantasy thing. Because I'm a trooper and I love our listeners so much... I spent the fifteen ninety nine for Final Fantasy three on Android already. So does that mean that when I get an Ouya, that that same app is going to work, or do I have to rebuy it in HD? Technically, because it's all linked through the Play Store, you should be good to go. Unless it's a different so. version, like they have the different versions for the tablets or a phone, you know, the THD versions or the HD versions. Then those are different, but who knows? That would piss me off so much. Right? It would make me so angry. Eric, how are you liking that? Final Fantasy three? Yeah. It's I think the because I have I bought it back in two thousand six on the DS and I thought it was actually really fun. I love Final Fantasy games. It's great. Um the what you what was that? It's great, yes. Oh I thought <laughs> okay. It's um, great. It's wonderful. Um I think this is a really great port of of a game to Android. They did a really good job. The control scheme uh, is really natural. It's easy to move around and to you know fight and everything like that. So um, I th- I think it'll translate well back to the console too. So I'm really I'm actually very excited about this. When I got the email saying that this was going to happen. And then uh, in other Ouya news, they like we mentioned uh, pre-show on live is coming to Ouya. And they got a new, this was posted on the 27th, a uh, shot of the controller. Full frontal controller debut. Looking sexy. God, I just want one. I just I just want to touch it. And it looks like an Xbox controller, kind of. <laughs> or what is that? Was that the old PS2 controllers? What does that look like? It's a cross between a GameCube, an Xbox, and a PS2 controller. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, it looks like, like third-party one. Right. Oh, yeah. shameless plug. Speaking of uh, game controllers, you can listen to the latest episode of the Buffer Overflow Show, where we compare and contrast, amongst other things, the controllers of the GameCube, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, and two or three other things that I forgot to mention. It was a, an episode all about games and gaming. Video and, games. And the Atari 2600. It was good stuff. And the world's first video game device patented in 1947. Pop quiz, who was it made by? No, that was the one that was never released in public. I'm not talking to you, Joey. You know who it was made by. I was talking to everybody else. 
uh, uh, Univac? No, Magnavox. Yeah. It was called the Magnavox. Yeah, but that was the one that came out in 47. That was the one that came out in 71. Oh, you were talking about the very first. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, what's the answer to that one, then? I don't know. Magnavox. <laughs> the Odyssey. It was, really, it was never released to the public. It was just a patent. All right, well, speaking of the public, let's talk a little Republic Wireless drink. Joey, this one's all you. Republic Wireless. Okay, Republic Wireless is still rolling out their service in waves. Uh, they are releasing to Beta Wave B right now. Uh, basically, if you missed the initial beta and signed up for uh, the beta after the fact, you get put onto a waiting list and based upon perceived need or first come, first serve. I don't even know. Perhaps it may have even been based upon your excuse me, geographic location, which would make probably more sense. Um, anyway, uh, Wave B is being released, I think they said this week, uh, and I'm in Wave D, and I was probably only a week or so after they closed the, the first beta, to give you an idea of where you're sitting. You can check your account status if you've signed up at republicwireless.com. Uh, moving on, they have released a new phone, and I was actually hoping that Sh- uh, that Seth was going to take a look at this phone and give us a rundown of the specs. By any chance, did you do that? You know, I've read this story, but I haven't I haven't uh, looked at the specs yet. Let me let me. Find it's me the Motorola Defy XT with Republic's the proprietary Defy, huh? hybrid calling technology, and they say we're proud to be the first to offer it in the U.S. It's a great phone, incredibly durable. Uh, this phone comes with Gorilla Glass and an IP67 rating for solid particle and water resistance. Uh, they say they put it the phone through the ringer. The results show in its finished stability and reliability with dramatic advances over our initial smaller scale effort. Uh, and it says, as a special thank you, those members who've been with us from the beginning on the old LG Optimus will receive an upgrade offer for $100 off the 249 new member price for the Defy XT. Uh, Joey, just looking at it, I can't tell what the resolution of the screen is. It's a 3.7 inch. I'm guessing it's WVGA. Uh, I don't think it's like... Here. I don't think it's QHD. Messaging, hold on. I'm looking... Comes with Android 2.3, but of course we already know that they're going to be uh, putting their own version onto it. 3.7 inch screen. It's a capacity by 854 Corning Gorilla Glass. Capacitive um, touch 3.7 inch STFT FWVGA 854 by 480 pixel using Gorilla Glass. It's got a 5 megapixel camera on the rear. Uh, 800 megahertz TIO map processor with a Power VR SGX 530 GPU, I mean, 512 meg RAM, two gig internal storage. I know the original Defy was known for its hardiness. Um, like it was, I think it was waterproof, if I remember right. The original Defy was, and it was supposed to be really rugged. And uh, this looks like the original Defy, um, but I don't know if they kept that sort of waterproof, rugged technology. Anyways, I mean, Joey, this is definitely like 2000, early 2011 technology. <laughs> but coming from where they were with the LG Maybe Optimus. 2010 technology. Coming from the Optimus, though, m- much better. 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, this is late 2010 technology, so it's at least you know. I, I mean, I'm not sure what they're charging for this. Two forty nine. Uh, yeah, that's a reasonable guess, but I don't know. With the hundred dollar, I, I see it. It says two forty nine. Two forty nine is the new member price for the Defy XT, unless you yeah, had the I mean, Optimus. That's too expensive. That's way too expensive for this phone. Um, but, but you I mean, have but, to but for, you have to remember, Seth. You can only use t- those two devices on this service. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, for I'm trying to think how to say this. Uh, for someone who's interested in budget, someone who has really big budgetary concerns, this would be a fine phone. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not going to be bad. In other words, for not your power user, but your power user. Yeah, right. Brain. And those are probably the sort of people that also want to be on this. Republic Wireless, you mean? I mean, it's so I would say for the for the service, this is probably a good phone. Uh, I think in today's today's pricing, this is is priced too high. I mean, with if the Galaxy Nexus is what three ninety nine or something like that. Three, on, yeah, but three, that's but that's with the contract. No, it's not. It's not with a contract. You can buy a three ninety nine from Google Play. Yeah, but you can also only use it on AT and T and T Mobile. Three hundred and forty nine dollars. For a GSM online, but it's phone. not contract. And then you can, or you can pay two hundred and fifty dollars for this so, hunk of I, crap. What's that? I said Eric, you can either you can either buy an unlocked Galaxy Nexus from Google for three forty nine, which can be used on any GSM network, or you can pay for this piece of crap at two forty nine. But the whole point is right. that you're on Republic Wireless. You can't use the un yeah, exactly. So I that's know. that's the point. So they need to they need to do better about getting better phones. I agree with I mean, that. This if is Republic. This is or do they need to get better about having the phones that they've got cheaper? Yeah, either they one. need better so devices. Either but this check really this should out. be like a hundred and fifty dollar phone at the most. Republic Wireless needs to partner up with Google and be a Nexus carrier. If Republic Wireless if- wouldn't that. Yeah, if you could get a three four nine Nexus on this Republic Wireless, that'd be. I mean, that would make I'm this just saying, way more appealing. And and every Nexus device that comes out after they get one, they put their hybrid right. tech in it. I mean, that would be that would and be a good move. And this is running Gingerbread, and I'm guessing you can't root these or ROM these because I'm guessing a ROM will destroy. Them. Oh, I bet. It, yeah, it would have to be it would proprietary stuff they have in it. It would have to be a custom ROM that was specifically designed to work this, with right. the yeah exactly. So so I mean it probably is by the way going to be running two point three. It um, is yeah I know which is which and, is a fine operating system but it's not. And they're sandwich. still new enough that nobody I mean how are their OTAs going to work? Are you going to be getting any kind of operating system upgrades from no. Republic Wireless? Like there's a no. whole. Because it's Android, like you, you want those new versions, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like if if the carriers we have now are taking, like let's say Verizon, for example, are taking as long as they are pushing out updates for their networks, how long is it going to take a Republic Wireless to push updates because of all the extra tweaks they've put in? You know, it's it seems like it, it, uh, you're not going to be getting very many updates, if I, any. I mean, all. what this seems like is like almost like they... Motorola had a bunch of these Defy sitting around, and Republic Wireless is like, hey, we'll buy a thousand of them. Right. And, I mean, if you're shopping to be on Republic Wireless, maybe, you know, the top-of-the-line Android device isn't in the front of your mind. Like, that's right. the last thing you're worried about. Yeah, I mean, about, so, so this phone is going to do everything you need to do, right? <laughs> it'll email, it'll text. It's just not going to be... It's not the Galaxy S3, right? It's not and the weren't they I'm, doing... I'm going to lay it out for you right now. Weren't... I'm going to just... One simple sentence. 
this phone is for people who have never used Maps but are thinking about it. Boom. Boom sticks. Nice, Eric. Nice. So my app pick this week is the browser. Now, wouldn't this be good if you could get on Republic Wireless, use it, use the cheap stuff, and use tethering, and then get your real Android device hooked up Can I, can I ask a tethering. question, Republic Wireless? Is, the claim is that it uses the Wi-Fi wherever you are as opposed to the cellular network. Is that the... the the, the the thing is, it's got like it's nineteen dollars a month, right? Is that right, Troy? And then it gives you just a very basic amount of prepaid uh, data, right? And right. I think it's kind of like no, Ting, no, but no, no, it's it's nineteen bucks a month, but it's unlimited calls, unlimited text messages, unlimited data. The catch is, is that you have to have either a home or work wireless access point that you can connect it to, so that at least part of your day you are on Wi-Fi. Uh, when you're not on Wi-Fi, then you're supposed to use the cell phone network. My understanding is is it's the Sprint network, which, of course, is a much smaller network than <laughs> some of your... Well, it's better than T-Mobile. At least Sprint is going to get 4G sometime. But Yeah, yeah, weren't they starting to build out on their LTE? They do. Yeah, they have it. That's good. All right, yeah, uh, really a couple, couple more stories before we wrap this up. What, Shane? I was going to say LTEs here in Kansas City with uh, Sprint, obviously. Hmm. They better get on it. They're getting left behind. No, uh, the capital is Norville Park, Kansas. So, better be. All right, we got Alex Doby writing in Android Central about some court documents showing perhaps plans for an 11.8 inch Samsung Tab with a 2560 by 1600 display. Uh, that he says with the Samsung Apple trial well underway, court docs have been unearthed indicating that Samsung may be hard at work on a new high-res tablet. Uh, the Verge found references and documents made public in the California trial to a device dubbed the P10, which would apparently incorporate an 11.8-inch WQXGA display, 4G LTE connectivity. Uh, he says if this is accurate, those numbers equate to a pixel density of around 256 ppi all but matching the new iPad's 264 PPI. So, again, just some rumors, but pretty interesting. Uh, He says the prospect of an Android tablet with such a high-resolution display may be tantalizing, but let's remember that plans often change over time, and there's no telling exactly how this P10 might have been translated into an actual product. More res? Is that what we want? Do we care? More what? More apps for the tablet is what I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, let's do some app picks and wrap this thing up. Joey. Uh, all right. So this week I am uh, going with another in my Monster Truck series, Crazy Monster Truck Escape 2. Yeah. Freebie uh, in the Play Store. And basically you're driving a monster truck, and it reminds me an awful lot of those old-school arcade uh, games uh, and uh, stuff that you, you would play on, like, a Super Nintendo or something along those lines. The road is moving really fast underneath you, and then the truck slides side to side, hmm. and you have to jump things and run over things. Right. Meanwhile, you're escaping the cops. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's it's one of those... You know, it, it's not gonna. It's not anything new, but it's just it's relatively well done, and it's a pretty nice little app, and it's fairly fun. Very cool, Seth. 
So, um, they just, so I think it was TripAdvisor just released um, their app on called SeatGuru. I don't know anyone else who else has ever used this website, but it's a good website to go to if you want to know awesome. if you're buying airplane tickets and you want to know where to sit, like where the good seats are, um, depending on you know if you're in first, second class, or whatever, or whatever coach. And they tell you what coach seats to avoid because they don't like lean back or they're right behind the exit row or something like that. And then which ones are really good. So they just have a, they got an Android app for it now. So uh, pretty helpful if you're maybe on the go somewhere trying to buy a plane ticket. I like the website and I downloaded the app and it seemed to work just great. So nice. And what's it called again? Seat Guru. Right on, Eric. Uh, do you guys remember? This was in I think like in the mid '90s. Um, these little keychain things that uh, they used to sell called Tamagotchis. Yes. Okay. Basically, somebody made an app that is a Tamagotchi. Of course they did. It's called Hachi. It's called it's, dogs uh, barking. It's called oh, dog dog barking. But Hachi is, I think it was 99 cents or a dollar. It was very, very cheap. But I've been using it for about a week and a half. Um, it's, it is just a time waster. There's, you get no value out of this app except for the entertainment and nostalgia of having a Tamagotchi and, you know, washing it and feeding it, feeding it every day. But, Sometimes that's all hey, you need. It was entertaining to me. So if you have a dollar and you don't want to go pirate, uh, you know, Shadow Gun or something, uh, go ahead and just buy Hachi instead. Shane? All right. So I looked at your website. I didn't see this mentioned. Uh, so hopefully you guys haven't talked about it before. It's called Rock Player, Rock Player Lite. Um, and it's an app that uh, tries to uh, play just by any video format you can think of. Um, depending on your tablet or your phone, it'll either work in software or hardware mode. On the Nexus 7, it works with hardware decoding. And so the videos um, look great. Uh, it does use a lot of battery. And um, if you're one of those people who downloads uh, TV shows off the Internet, uh, it works great with those. And, uh, it, and uh, it goes with the Nexus 7 great. Uh, as far as you can tell, it's free. I don't know what the what the model is to pay for, but I've never had to pay for it, and it works just fine. So, you're rock such player a, life. You're such a thief, Shane. Uh, no, Can I only use it, it to rip lookout? my own DVDs <laughs> onto my device. What was that, Eric? Have you scanned it with Lookout yet? It has been scanned with Lookout. It has been scanned. It is, it is completely fine. Uh, awesome. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> Any other th- words on that, Shane? Uh, no, I lost my train of thought with Eric's comments. Oh, thank uh, you, Eric. Rock player. Sorry. Yeah, rock player. Like, check it out. Works great on tablets. All right. Well, I I also have a a, a video player for you. I'll, I'll tell you a little story. I was getting ready to go to my girlfriend's house, and she's been into Breaking Bad with me. And so I'm checking the site that I, of course, I went to Netflix, didn't find it there. So I was like, well, I tried. (laughs) So I went to my go-to site and the only version that I was in a hurry. So I didn't want to wait for the HDTV XVID version. The first version that I saw up was an X.264 or H.264 HD MKV. So I, I got it. They look beautiful on, on my uh, monitor here, my, my widescreen. 
And so I downloaded it, and my go-to player has been MOBO player. It's played everything. MKVs, it will play the video, but it will not give you audio because there's t- there's different audio channels, I guess, for, on the MKVs. So I'm like, crap, and I'm refreshing, and there's no other version of Breaking Bad. So I'm like, all right. I Google around, and I find MX Player. MX Player plays them beautifully. You can select which audio channel, and I, I hooked it up. And so instead of waiting for a wireless network copy of a one gigabyte MKV, what I did was got it, copied it through my wired over to my laptop. My laptop has a card reader. So what you do is you get one of these. This is a little SD adapter. And then you put one of these in it, a little micro SD card. So you do that, put this into the laptop, copy the file onto that. I then take the SD card and I pop it into the prime and I'll tell you what, it played it right off of the SD card. I'll, I'll give you a little a little demo here. There's uh, the SD card. Here's what pops up. You got your your little file file thing here. Go into my movies. Go into... Oh, I don't have it on here anymore. Okay, I got Aqua Teen. That's the MKV. And we'll start over from the beginning. And there's no audio so you you pause it you go up here to sw software decoding play or oh wait sorry wrong player (laughs) okay let's try that again (laughs) mx player start over you know what this worked better earlier now it won't even play it that's beautiful so it Just takes in post. it ta- i know right <laughs> it takes a little tweaking oh there we go okay so you go into hardware render mode and now you'll see this corner there's a little music icon you tap that and it asks you which audio track you would like mkvs are the only ones i've come into contact with that do this you hit audio track one in software you hit play, and you should have audio. Right? Wait for it. Wait for it. This, folks, is the old rule of it never works properly when you want to show it to someone, but always works properly when you're by yourself. I know. That's so weird. Hold on. I'll vouch for this app. I use this all the time. It's great, it's right? Great. It works. Yeah. Most of the time. By, by the way, Matt, I found out that Breaking Bad is available in the Google Play Store, current season included. Really? What? Yep. There you go. Yeah, I didn't know they did that, actually. That's, yeah, no Stream kidding. it through your queue. If I had to queue. Now, not only is it Breaking Bad, it's Breaking Banks. Breaking yeah. Banks. Jesus, Joey. Yeah, that's like Amazon now. You can buy the season pass and get episodes as they air, or however, whatever the delay is. Wow, I still think it's cheaper season. to just... If you're going to pay that for like monthly for all that stuff, just get a TiVo. Set it to record. I don't know. Trust me. I'm on Dish Network now, so we don't get AMC. Oh. Well, this thing probably needs a reboot. But anyway, it worked, and I plugged it into a big screen through the HDMI, and audio video worked perfectly. It's called MX Player. Reboot your tablet. What? 
Try rock players. <laughs> I'll have to. But it, it's also free, and they have different codecs for uh, ARM v7, v6, and, and all that. So whatever you need, uh, check it out. And there is also a pro version, which I am not using because I'm a thief. So there you go, MX player. All right. Guys, great episode as usual. Kitty included. That was not a cat. Was just cracked up underneath my desk. He's going, where's the cat? I heard the cat. What the hell? <laughs> I heard a cat. All right, guys. Well, as usual, our email wasn't working, apparently. It is now. So you can email show at attackoftheandroids.com if you have any questions, comments, anything like that. Definitely submit stories throughout the week to our subreddit, attackoftheandroids.com slash subreddit. Make sure you subscribe in iTunes and give us a review. We appreciate it. Follow us on the social networks, and we'll chat during the week. And we'll catch you guys on the Buffer Over show. show we'll catch you on yet another tech show. We'll catch you on the other podcasts that we do. And uh, there you go. Great episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Attackoftheandroids.com. See you all next week. Later. It's Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.